Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Six. And Father, obviously talking to you for a number of years, there are sometimes we have these episodes that I have conversations with you and then I end up re-listening to them like seven times. And part of it is because I can hear it in the moment and sometimes it can be one of these things that are just so rich with content and I know it's right but it's not absorbed in the first go around. There's just too much there. I think some people, when you have those really good cakes, you can tell like, like th- this is just so rich. I'm not going to be able to eat this in my normal size bite. I'm going to take smaller bites to really ingest and digest this. And I think that this conversation here about who God is, what is the real image of God? What is my perception of God and how to get him? not get him, but get that image from my head and into my heart is one of these things that is incredibly difficult uh, because it takes a lot of the different things we've been discussing for the last month or so. Um, You use the term, it's going to be a mysterious process that's done through relationships. Well, it's a mysterious process to learn how to truly forgive someone. It's a mysterious process to learn how to truly be vulnerable in a meaningful way. And it's a mysterious process to figure out who we are. I mean, we start with those three things, and I haven't even brought up a theological element yet. Um, (laughs) And we look at this and say, wow, how, how can anyone ever truly successfully navigate these waters um it's something that that, that's truly challenging and there's a lot of barriers that can come up and just those three elements there forgiveness internal vulnerability and analyzing ourselves of saying i don't want to do this something got scary something something got real and i don't want to do this and i think that we we've done a fairly decent job over the last month or so tackling the desire to overcome the how to become more forgiving, how to become more vulnerable. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, they're just numerically the last couple, you'll be able to go through them. What I want to focus on this episode kind of is why is it worth it? Because all of us, when we're in a spot of some point of strain or difficulty, when we know what the light in the tunnel, or at least envision what it will be like on the other side of this hardship, it makes it a lot easier to endure it and go through it. Why am I staying up till three in the morning to try to learn this stupid thing that's not even involved with my major? Why am I going through this? Because in theory, having a higher GPA gets me a better job. Okay, that's why I'm dealing with cramming for this test. Why am I training for this marathon? Because I want to be able to say I finished it because of all this other perks that happened from running. And as you can tell, I'm not the one who does running, so I don't really know the answers to that. But the point being, Father, I want to use this episode to show why it's worth it. Why is it worth developing a relationship with God? And what does that look like and feel like? Yeah, it's a great question. And and uh, one of the things that I've become aware of in meeting with so many people for spiritual direction, so I really get to know the inside, the inner workings of a lot of different people is, 
as I discovered, people are motivated by by different things. And so um, I could give several answers and I'll, I'll try to give a couple of answers uh, be, knowing that, that people, it's going to resonate with different people in different ways. Um, you know, there's a, one, one direction might be if we do have one of these God images uh, that's, that's um, in, inaccurate, um, it's probably also hurtful to a certain degree. You know, who wants to, who wants to be under the thumb of an overbearing parent? <laughs> and if that's what you feel like God is, um, I, I don't want you to have to live in that anymore. And uh, that that's why I want you to uh, work through the process. And hopefully you also feel that. Now, sometimes people will feel like, well, if I just ignore them or cut off the relationship, then um, that also gets me out from under the thumb of an overbearing parent. And And then we would have to say, well, how wonderful would it be to actually have a really loving father, to know a, a, a father in the way that he's supposed to be. Um, you, you probably find your heart coming alive in ways that you never imagined possible. There's probably a, a little child in you who has always longed for a father, like the one that we actually have in God. And to access that hope, that dream that's deep inside of us uh, is worth it. There's, a, there's joy there's innocence, there's freedom, there's, uh, there's love, there's more of us, there's more of the best of us is in that place. And the kind of the littlest, the most vulnerable and weakest places in us often also carry the most beautiful qualities. And we really lose something of ourselves when we lose access to those. And usually our, our distorted God images have a way of threatening those parts of us. And so we keep them hidden from God. Uh, lest he would take things away from us or lest we would be re-wounded in our abandonment uh, pain or lest we would be controlled uh, in, in ways that we have already been controlled too much. And so we hide ourselves, protect ourselves from what we're afraid God will do to us in, uh, in those places. So to bring alive, to bring out the, the deeper, more vulnerable parts of our hearts uh, that makes us more alive, that makes us feel more ourselves, and that makes us more of a gift, that makes us more able to love others. And uh, those parts of us are often able to be patient and tender, compassionate, able to see the the differences, the goodness in others, and to affirm that, able to form deep and meaningful relationships. And uh, all of that is very life-giving, life-giving for us and also life-giving for others. And so, um, you know, getting into some of those places interiorly, uh, there's a, there's an aspect of healing. There's an aspect of growth. There's an aspect of becoming more of a gift. There's there's an aspect of greater freedom, uh, not to be controlled or weighed down by some of these misperceptions. Um, there's a, there's an aspect of of deeper relationships and and greater fruitfulness in our lives. So those are. I mean, it really, you know, it is God we're talking about. And so it does, it does impact in the most radical ways to live a life. The fact is that we're all dependent on God. Otherwise we would cease to exist. We're actually all already in relationship with him um, or, or we would just disappear. So, uh, but how could that relationship be as fruitful as possible? Well, God is uh, everything. So if, if our relationship with God is better, everything gets better. Um, now, 
in order for our relationship with God to get better, that's probably going to require some some other work and some other relationships. But just to stay focused on your point, Joe, which is let's establish the reason uh, that we would want to go through this and and uh, go through the hard work and get into the hard spaces, the self knowledge, the vulnerability, deeper relationships, persevering over a period of time. Um, that's hard. It's really hard to get into those places and uh, allow the revelation of who God is to allow that relationship with Him to penetrate the some of those deeper and more wounded areas of our hearts. Yeah, and it it just strikes me that I feel that these last two conversations, particularly that we've had, I think might be the the calling that's needed the most for the the church in general but i feel like these conversations don't come up you know they're almost like a something and i know we had we 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 have so many conversations where i'm trying to dive through the assumptions but if you just automatically assume because you go to church all the time or even if you came up catholic and you're no longer there that you know the image of God, but you're coming through the prism of having, uh, you, you did a very good example of showing the, the the example of the overbearing God, but if we use the example of the statue God, I pray to him, I pray to him, I pray to him, but I don't say anything change. Well, that, that can be hurtful. It can feel like, well, why did I waste my time? You know, why did I spend all of this effort learning engineering just to switch my major into something completely different? Not mechanic. Um, it was it was a waste of time and a waste of money and energy. And it I didn't like it because I failed. So why would I keep wanting to go there? And there's a very, you know, from an earthly standpoint, a very logic to that. You know, why why would I keep putting money into an investment that's failing? You know, I I, need, I only have so much time. Why am I using it on this? And I think in, instinctually, there's a certain element that many people relate to there. And as you said, it's going to inevitably be hurtful when you look back and say, it's hurtful thinking that all I'm doing is basically talking to deaf ears that don't care about me because that that is hurtful in its nature. Yeah. And this to me is is what I mean by the assumptiveness that needs to be cleared into the light. You know, what is the image of God and why is it worth wanting to be with him? And as you said, all of us are motivated differently, but still all of those motivations being part of human nature will draw us into better relationships with each other. You know, whether the motivation is to be just compassionate in helping someone else or to have recognition for success. Those are very different motivations, but they still can lead you to having much better and successful relationships with people. And that's why I think it's so important to discuss why is it worth having a relationship with God? Because in earthly ways, you know, I can rattle out tons of reasons just off of the four of the virtues you know, you look at prudence, knowing more makes you better and more passionate and more confident, whether it be about God or anything else. Just learning more makes you more passionate and confident. There is a world of literature about being more confident, being better for your life. Okay, that's virtue of prudence. Learning more, especially when you do about God, it's a multiplier effect, but it's a fact. 
having courage to do the right thing is infinitely better. We all hear about the, you tell one lie, you got to learn it and all that barrier and mental pressure. Who did I lie to? What did it become? But having the courage to say the truth and to stand up for someone is so rewarding and mentally free um, in, in that capacity. And then justice doing the right thing on top of it. I mean, they obviously go together same way. And, you know, I can go through all the virtues again. We did the whole series for those people who want to read the virtue series. They're 190 so or so if you're going through the thing um, numerically. But the point being for, for this conversation is it is so worth it. And that's on the things that we can see in the earthly plane. And there's so much more of life. And this is one of the things I think science will never be able to get that's immeasurable. You know, we use the word intangibles because we can't really figure out how to measure it. Um, but there's a lot of realness there. And yes, can you put the amount of love you have into your gas tank? No. Does that make it less real? No. And I think that going through exercises like this and saying, what would I personally get out of it for having a better relationship with God? And knowing that's not a selfish or a sinful question, I think that that's another barrier that people have is, well, I'm not allowed to have a relationship with God if it feels like I'm getting something out of it. It feels like I'm just using it when that's not the case at all. And if we can press a little bit into that element, I think it would be helpful for a lot of reasons. So the the desire to wanting to have a meaningful relationship and getting something out of the relationship with God and talking about that element. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, I I was actually sensitive to not expressing it in quite that way because there is a danger to turn religion into sort of another a more sophisticated version of consumerism, mm. and uh, like it's another product, one product among many. And uh, but I I would think of it a little bit more in terms of of growth. It's like. You know, I think we want to grow into the fullness of maturity, the fullness of of manhood, of womanhood, uh, and and I think we we try to do that in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, there is we've gotten more production, product oriented, and more consumerist in our mentality, even about things like the university. So the word university is because it's universal, and it's about knowledge, and it's about the way that you know, just like you want to a tree to grow to full form, then you provide the nutrients, the conditions that it needs to grow to full form. And it knows in itself how to grow to full form. And so then you provide for a human being to grow to full form. Part of that is knowledge. And part of that is the knowledge that comes to us through revelation that we receive in faith. And so we just want to soak in good things to grow into the fullness of who we were made to be. Because we have to acknowledge, you know, growing into the fullness of who we were made to be is, is also embracing the cross because the cross is the price of love. When we grow into fully mature human beings, we are moved to give our lives in love. And that will necessarily be a matter of self-sacrifice, which will involve a kind of suffering. You know, even if it's the kind of suffering, you know, you made the crazy decision to commit your whole life to one woman and then even to have a child with her, like mm -hmm. this is just a path of suffering. Or is it actually a path of 
human fulfillment for both of you that expands your hearts in, in love and that you become who you were made to be. Instead of having a shriveled humanity that never commits itself to another, that, that never uh, chooses. I mean, a, a child is, is just an incredible gift, but it is kind of an endless, a bottomless pit of, of pouring a lot in and not seeing a lot come out. I mean, if you had child, children for productivity's sense, you know, you'd be ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the return on investment is so questionable. And, uh, and, and is like decades from now at best, you know, I mean, and so if it just purifies out that motive, we don't have children because of the return on investment. We have children because we have a sense that giving life is essential to who I am and to be true to myself, to have integrity, to live out this human life, which is a gift. Uh, then it, that requires being, being a, a fully, fully mature. And part of that fullness of maturity is knowing the one who created me. And knowing the one who redeems me and knowing the one who forms me into the, the fullness of humanity. And so, and that's, that's Irenaeus's insight. He's one, he's a third century father of the church, uh, maybe even late second century. Anyway, he says, the glory of God is man fully alive, but man only becomes fully alive through the vision of God. And so as we come to see him, we become more like him. And that gives him glory. That fulfills the reason for our being made, the reason for our being. And so anyway, all of those are kind of deep motivations in all of us too, that we may be more or less in touch with. But just to, just to re, reframe a little bit, nothing you said is, is wrong in itself, but it's, uh, there's, there's a way that we can end up reducing some of these things into a little bit too much of a consumerist, what do I get out of it? Uh, it's a fine question, but there's, you know, I just wanted to kind of wrap that in a little bit bigger picture of like, well, what's the point of life? You know, <laughs> it's a, uh, not just accumulating things or, or getting something out of it, unless we understand sort of that fuller measure of, well, what I get out of it is that I get to actually live a fully human life. The goal is to live a fully human life. So Jesus said in John 10, verse 10, I came to bring life and life in abundance or life to the full, life in its completion and in its, in its fullness. And so anyway, that's what we're really made of and made for, and, and that's deep in our hearts. You know, one of the things you said in there, I think, highlights the, the assumptiveness that, that I was trying to, to present here. Um, because you said through the vision of God's eyes is how we gauge the strength. And how many of us are in a relationship and look at us through the other person's eyes and, and how well are we good at that skill? Because I think that that might be the, the exercise we all can do in, in this week between the, the, the episodes of thinking about that. What is the other side in the marriage? What does the spouse, when they think of me and look at me, what does that look like? Is that how I look at myself? And, and, and where's the differences and why and, and how to smooth them? Because I feel that going through that practice, and it really doesn't matter what kind of relationship, whether your friend, why is the boss always yelling at me? What do I look like through his eyes, vice versa? And what am I, what do I think I look like? I think that going through that, you will uncover so many different assumptions that you have. And if you then take the next step of having enough courage to, 
confront that conversation with the other person. It's to do one of those things that we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks. It would be a spot of opening up yourself in a form of courage, but in vulnerability. Like, I think that this is how you see me. I think this is how I see me. And because there's a difference here, there's a problem. Let's figure out who's right um, or, or how we can reconcile this. And I think that that's such a tremendous healing tool that we all have that don't even really think about because it's an assumptive thing of life. And I think to attack these assumptions are something that'd be really, really great. So we hope that you all enjoyed this episode here and we will be with you again next week.